Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello, people of Earth, and hello, people of the internet wrestling community. My name is Curtis Spears, and I'm here with you for episode 28 of the Smart Foundation podcast. We're going to have a little little shoot-around podcast. We're going to just shoot the shit, see what's going on, everybody. We're, do- we're trying something new today. We're going with a little uh, Smart Foundation Live, Smartdown Live, and uh, seeing if anybody wants to come in and join. It's, um, it's, it's going to be... It's just us three in here right now. It's a little bit lonely, but that's fine. We just started. They'll learn. Um, They'll learn. Next time we do this, we need to like let people know what time we're going to be going live. And that, that way they can plan their entire day around it. Right. We can say, hey, Smartdown Live is going to happen at 8 p.m. or whatever. And then right. hopefully people will start showing up. Um, <clears throat> and, and as it grows, but, we'll be able to see you know if people... I can, you know, right now it's kind of like an invite only thing, but maybe we'll have it to where anyone in the group can join. But that might get out of hand as far as from like a time <laughs> time frame standpoint. That so. might definitely get out of hand. Yeah. Um. But you've heard uh, you've heard a couple other voices. I'm not alone today. No, with me today are the big and boot to my leg drop, Shane Campbell and Stephen Jordan. How are you boys doing today? You all right? Yep, doing all right. Fantastic stuff. Good. Can I tell you, I'm I'm not feeling all right today. Wrestling has beat me down this week, and I I would I would just not record this week if it wasn't for one amazing thing that happened. Cheering is allowed in Japan again. Oh, yes. They did two shows. New Japan did two shows at Curricane Hall this week that were cheering allowed, cheering enabled. They had unlocked the cheering feature, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good to hear people say Kazeninare, people screaming for Naito, Tanahashi crying himself a fucking river because it's what he does whenever just anything emotional, Tanahashi starts crying. Oh, it was so great. It was so great to see. It was if if it wasn't for that, man, I probably wouldn't even have watched a second of wrestling this week because the the nonsense is too much. Shane, I know you got thoughts. Why don't we talk about the nonsense from this week? Uh, where where do you want to begin? So we'll 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 back up a little bit to um, some of the less chaotic periods of uh, of wrestling. Um, overall, during the last weekend, there was a lot of really good wrestling that was going on. Yep. Um, Clash of the Castle, Worlds Collide, and then a press conference. Um, <laughs> there was there was a press conference. It's funny that T- uh, Tony Khan had like a three hour, four hour uh, pre show for his press conference. Mm-hmm. Yep, very nice of him. <laughs> which uh, which one were you most excited about? Honestly, Clash of the Castle was pretty good. I would I would say that that's probably one of my favorite premium live events pay-per-view um probably in like the last 10 years or so for wwe like that was like every match like a couple episodes ago um you'd ask me kind of what the difference was as far as like under the uh the triple h regime um and yeah. i kind of touched on the fact that it just f- feels more competitive um and just that that whole pay per view, you could tell that. Like I, I swear, like everyone was just laying into each other. Like everyone, it seemed like was working. I don't know if it's because it was just overseas or what, but everyone was just laying in and little stiff with with every hit, with every chop. Like every match, I was like, oh, ow! Like it was, it was a very physical show. And then, um, to no one's surprise. Uh, Sheamus and and Gunta put on Gunther. match of the year. 
I said Gunter it. and Fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can say that, but are you serious though? Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, you know I don't watch that nonsense. Oh, you're missing out, my friend. Missing mm-hmm. out. As, as, that's as close to uh, British strong style, Japanese strong style you're going to get was Clash of the Castle. Like, that whole show was, yes, very physical. But yeah, that was a hell of a match. Watch it. Well, I'm... Do it. Yeah, I've... I, I probably will. I do love uh, Gunter Dering General. Uh, I love that guy. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Um, and and like good on Seamus for continuing to have a fantastic career resurgence. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I dig it. So you were you were most excited for Clash at the Castle. Like looking at the the lineups of matches, I was actually more excited for Worlds Collide if it came down to those for those three. Uh, Worlds Collide looked really good. Tyler Bate versus Braun Breaker, like, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really real good. good. Yep. Yeah. And they, they had another match of the year candidate, too. Wasn't that match. That match was really good, though. Uh, was it Blair Davenport and Mako Satomura versus Mandy Rose? That was a really good match. But no. I bet. I love I love Blair Davenport, and you know I love me some Mako Satomura. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I'm into that. I probably would actually watch that one. Just watch all of it because it's all good. It's... I don't got time for that. Was it was it Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And those and, guys are awesome. And the match, so it was already match of the year uh, quality before the match even started. When they when they had the, like the little like pregame, if you will, of all like the jerseys of all the people that. Um, that Melo has beaten, who are getting retired into the rafters. And then no they had, shit, that sounds had, awesome. Then they did, had ricochets like up front, and then after he won, then his jersey went into the rafters. Oh. Yeah. It was, That's it was bad, dude. It was dope. Oh, shit. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, did you watch any of these shows? Um, I haven't watched them yet. I mean, I've seen majority of highlights and things yet. I really need to get on that. You don't watch a lot of modern wrestling, do you? They've hurt me too much. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going through my dip period. Um, I have started to slowly ease myself back in, but I, when AEW first came out, I was, I was watching it a lot. I was recording it every week, and then it just started just to fall off a cliff. And I was like, oh, Dude, "We need I a fell off a cliff. We need a break." <laughs> Yep. I was like, we we need a break, wrestling. I, I need to have a break from you. So, I, put... I fell off a cliff hard with AEW after about two or three months. I was yeah. just like, this is a fucking chore. I yeah. don't want to watch this anymore. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, I, I know, like when it first started, you were doing some um, NWA Power watch alongs, and I started doing those. I started really enjoying it, and then even that sort of started to to grind. So that that didn't make it past uh, COVID, did it? No. No. Fuck. Yep. And then that sucks. And then my nineties my VHSs started calling, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go back to a time when I was happy." That's fair. You remember eating a bowl of cereal and watching in front of the TV? That's the one. Uh, that was for me. It was always WCW Saturday Night. That's yeah. when I was always the the happiest as a kid, sitting down to watch WCW Saturday Night with my dad. That was the fucking best. Yeah. I I mean like when I was a teenager of course it was all raw and nitro but like as a kid it was WCW Saturday night Saturday night 6:05 p.m. baby Man that was good times That's good times The, the spinning ring though Oof. The spinning ring was the shit <laughs> That was amazing up on that fucking elevated platform like mm-hmm. that was cool as fuck Yep And it, like the the like fog machine going behind the door all the time mm-hmm. that was badass they come out i was like they're coming out of the 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 doors from star wars yep there's jedi back there and shit <laughs> oh my god yep what was the worst what was the worst set for you guys it just off top of your head like what do you think was the ugliest set that any company's ever had and why is it wcw thunder 
Probably thunder. <laughs> Probably thunder. <laughs> like yeah, a, that was sh- just looked like a rock wall. That yeah. was dumb. It's like, how, how are you going to have a set just at the bottom of the Agro Crag? Like that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even at the top. You're not even at the top. <laughs> Got to work your way back down. Yeah, back down the Agro Crag. Then you get up there, and David Arquette's up there. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and and Mike O'Malley. <laughs> Have, speaking of Michael Malley, have, have I ever mentioned you guys? Uh, I, like, I've always thought that like Pat McAfee is like the Michael Malley of uh, WWE with his commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Please elaborate. That's that's about it. That's all I had. <laughs> didn't they say that McAfee's uh, no longer going to be commentating for for the college football season, and then he's coming back after? Oh, just for. The- Okay. Yep. So who who's who's going to be commentating during college football season? Hopefully Michael Malley, but probably the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bring back Morrow. Yes, exactly. Mamma mia. Mm-hmm. I love Morrow. Yep. He's great. He he does get a little bit over the top sometimes, but I love it. Yep. I can't even hate. I love Morrow. Um. What do you want to talk about with wrestling right now? So we went back to... I do, I do however, before we go into the, the deep woods, I do want to also give a shout out to Pretty Deadly. I've been on that. I've yes. been on that, uh, that bandwagon from day one-ish. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud that they're, you know, the unified tag champs now. So shout out to Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly fucking rules, man. Mm-hmm. They're so great. I love them. Um... Where do we go? Where do we go from here, Shane? What are we? What are we going to talk about today? Well, I mean, I guess we could uh, go into what everyone else has been talking about, and that is where has our truth been recently? I mean, that's been kind of yeah. weird. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the thing: this this podcast is going to be released in two weeks. So if we sit here and talk about current news, it's going to be way out of date by the time this this comes out, and that's fine, right? Because we're just shooting the shit talking about talking about wrestling. But like, we don't need to if we don't want to. Do you really? Do you really want to talk about fucking Ace Steel biting fucking uh, biting Kenny Omega? Cause, so yes, because that's hilarious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It is, though. Additionally, you know, th- this episode specifically, you know, it's the first live that we're doing. It's almost like a little time capsule because from the time that we recorded prior to this till today up till when it's released, the AEW Championship would have changed hands like five times. Like, legit. <laughs> so that in itself is amazing. <laughs> What a what a great uh, prestigious world title, right? So like, oh, Jesus. we we could just like guess and say, oh yeah, future AEW champ John Moxley, and we would have been right, you know, regardless, one way or the other. Yeah. And so even if we yeah. say that now, and if he ends up winning how, the tournament, man, then how is still... it? How is it that right now, John Moxley is the calm? creamy caramel center of the entire wrestling fucking world when it comes to AEW. He is the one who's riding the ship. He's the mast. He is the star that they're sailing by. And Roosh is laying down and taking pinfalls like a good little soldier. And I don't even know where this fucking world is headed right now. Cause we like dogs and cats living together. Fucking <laughs> mass, mass hysteria. hysteria. John Moxley's the most reliable fucking wrestler in the world, and Roosh is taking pinfalls. What is going on? Well, the fucking apocalypse is coming. Roosh hasn't really taken off yet over in the states, so that's probably part of it. I guess it's a, I guess it's a loaded, loaded crowd right now over there in, in the AEW. How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, Malachi Black heading back to? The E. I mean, I guess that's the rumor, um, but who knows what, you know, 
is in that agreement with the release. It probably, you know, so you release, but you can't go back for like five years. So who knows? It's, I'm sure it's just a 90 day no compete. Someone tells like, me it would like be more regular. than that. I don't know. Who knows? If they're not using him. I mean, I, if he wants to leave, let him leave, man. Like I've, I've never seen, I've never thought of that. Like whole uh, mentality of we're going to hoard the toys, you know, whoever, you know, dies with the most toys. Like wh- what is that doing for you? Right. You know, if he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to fucking perform well enough. Don't, don't fucking. Well, and, gives a shit. and I don't know. I was certain that that trios tag team championship was tailor made for them. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really great trios. Much there. to uh, everyone's shock. That didn't happen. So why shock, Shane? Why shock? So here's my thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know my own company yet, but when 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 you're when you're making these decisions as EVPs, where it's been thrown around a lot recently, and you make that decision to have yourself as like the inaugural champs of something, and you're already like the some of the biggest stars in your company with or without the championship. What's the purpose? Like, I don't, uh, well, it's to, to establish the belts, right? Right. I think any, any of those teams could have established those belts. Like death triangle could have established those belts. Well, no, well now they are, but yeah, at the time it's still not the inaugural. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's point. just like, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense that they got it. It makes perfect sense. No, it it doesn't. makes perfect sense. You said it when AEW started. Not everyone can have a belt. Unless and you're an EVP. Making, now, they're, now they're making it where lots of people have belts. And if, if you have a belt and you get hurt, someone else is going to have a belt too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a little bit different when you're like in a company that you're not like quote unquote in charge of because then and I've said this before on the show under normal circumstances when you win championship that's because the ownership or whoever has faith in you to be able to do that and to be yep. that you know flag bearer but when you are making that decision for yourself what the to me that just well, it's not, they're not bit. they're not making the decision for themselves they have big that's, influence that's for that's for uh, Koki Tony to make that decision. Well, but I, 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 here's a, here's one. Here's a question that I will put forth to you. Um, oh, fuck. I just lost it. Never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people think about, belts years down the line are they going to remember who was the inaugural like right now right now who is the inaugural u.s champion harley race yeah exactly <laughs> what harley race u.s champion the, which u.s championship are you talking about like, they, like how far exactly, we go doesn't matter does it fucking matter who is the who is the inaugural raw Champion tag team champions, like right now, yeah. Uh, Heart Foundation. You just remember that because it was Heart Foundation. (laughs) You just remember that because it was a because it was a heart. What if I said SmackDown? You wouldn't even know. You do some Domino. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. So it doesn't. It doesn't actually fucking matter. Um. I mean, I, I get in the grand scheme of things, but it's just like, I don't know, sometimes it just feels like they they get in that position and then they can't help themselves. But like, oh, yeah, like, we can, quote unquote, put over this team, this team, this team, but we got to get ours first. That's just kind of yeah. what it kind of feels. It does, it does seem that way sometimes. Because everyone else um, is going to be earning those championships for the most part. They're just deciding when they want or don't want them. And that's that's just a but weird dynamic. They're they're the you know 
some of the biggest draws in the company. With or without the titles. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're not so, going to sell any more Hot Topic shirts with the titles than they did without them. So wouldn't you put the belts on them to establish the belts as a draw, as a uh, something that people want to see defended? No. Not when they're in the finals. <laughs> not when they're in the finals anyway. Because at that point, then you can give the element of surprise and be like, oh, crap. I, I was sure that the elite were going to win this, and then they didn't. Or if they would have like went out in like the first round, like they that did that type of stuff. Dur- during the very first uh, tag team uh, tournament, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks lost in the first round, and it was great. And then four months so later, they're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to say that that you see if they do the exact same thing, you're going to say, "Oh, that was shoddy storytelling" because they've already done that. No. Bankrupt ideas. <laughs> Every idea has already been an idea anyway in wrestling. That's the truth. Because when they when they faced Osprey and, and Osprey and Friends, that whole match was Osprey just, and Friends. Osprey and Friends. That whole match was just a remake of the freaking PWG match they had years ago. Someone actually like edited and played them like side by side in the same freaking spots. Yeah. So. God, I hate the elite. <laughs> I can't. I can't get on with this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't talk about Will Osprey that way. You leave it alone. Okay. Um, <laughs> Aussie Open fucking rules too. They're okay. That you did that on purpose, didn't you? <laughs> I have to drink my tea. Anyway. I don't like that. I don't like the, what you just did. Hey, they're, they're a very good team. A very good team. It's just... A good Some thing. of the best. Yeah. It's just a good thing that they're with Will Ospreay, because otherwise they just wouldn't be very good. In the States. That's not true. In the States. That's not true. In the That's States, no true. one would give a crap about them in the States if they went with Will Ospreay. They just, they just started making it over in the That's States. That's what I'm saying. But if they were just regular tag team, they would be... People would like them. They're like people, Australian people would like them. good brothers. <laughs> the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I want you to look in my eyes. I'm just kidding. They're New Zealand. I want you to look in my eyes. How fucking dare you? <laughs> No, no, no. We're going to end this call. (laughs) They are not in any way comparable to the fucking Good Brothers. You get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You take that shit right up the street. I was not necessarily meaning that to be a bad thing. I do mean it's a bad thing. Fuck the Good Brothers. You used to be the biggest fan of Machine Gun when I just did not see it at all. So I like, well, I mean, you know, 2013, he was a G1 finalist. It was mm-hmm. very, very good. He had a great match against Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP heavyweight championship belt. And um, then he just decided that he didn't want to wrestle anymore. And he decided that he wanted to just kind of be annoying. And I hate it. And I don't like Luke Gallows. Okay, that's fair. And it annoys me. It annoys me so much. I don't like. I don't like the Good Brothers. I don't. I think. I think Carl Anderson's okay. He's good. He's a good hand. Oh Lord! In the mid card, he's a good hand in the mid card. Mm. And. Oh, bad. No, don't fucking. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me. Don't you put that evil on me. Saying that fucking Aussie Open is a Good Brothers. Is a is a Australian Good Brothers. I'll come through this fucking screen. I'm gonna be back in America in November. I'll fucking find you. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I do get to see Aussie. Uh, they're they're uh, hyping uh, that Aussie Open and FTR are both gonna be at uh, these Royal Quest shows that New Japan's doing in October. 
that I've got uh, tickets to. Mm. So with any luck, we're going to be getting uh, Aussie Open versus FTR for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Mm, that would be a fucking great match. I can't wait to see it. Last time uh, they came, they had uh, Aussie Open versus G.O.D. for the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Tag Team Champions. Tag Team Championships. That match was fucking it. Mm-hmm. I'm you should okay watch that. that one. Yep, it was so fucking good. The uh, the 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 fans were doing the the dueling chants of Aussie Open God. They did that for about ten minutes into the match. It was it was really fucking electric. I loved it. I was chanting for Aussie Open because I don't like God, but. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? Now that, <laughs> what is that face? I, I... okay. The floor. Now, is I will say this. I will say this. Now that Tomatonga is a face, I love him. Yeah, I think face Tomatonga is the shit. It's so good. Yep. But yeah, so, um, that's that's all I really had to say. I don't know, man. Like I. I am so burnt on this fucking elite versus CM Punk nonsense, dude. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. So remember how, like, in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think it might have been the first one, where, like, they're at, like, when it's, like, when they're outside in the backyard, and then he just, like, shows up, and he's just like, and then there's mass hysteria, and there's fires, and everyone's dying. Oh, yeah, that's um, Freddy's Revenge. That's Freddy Part 2. Part 2, yeah. That's Punk's run in a nutshell, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yes, it fucking is. He shows up and he's like, "I'm here to work with the work with the kids." Then he like and puts he's like, nobody Fuck over. Fuck them kids! Give me that belt. Give me that belt. Fuck them kids. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, let's look at all the kids that he's put over since he got there. End of list. <laughs> I I used to fucking love punk, but man, like, Jesus. I, he's, some people are just never going to be happy no matter what billionaire they work for, I guess. That is true. On the bright side, he had, I had some a friend, sweet Bret Hart trunks on, though, so that was cool. Well, considering who he was wrestling... If he was wrestling Moxley, it might have been a bad idea for him to go with the white trunks. <laughs> if you, do you remember, Shane? <laughs> yep. He might have wanted to go with some brown trunks. Um, <laughs> um, I had a friend ask me today uh, if CM Punk actually just wants out of his contract. He, he, like a complete normie friend doesn't watch any wrestling. And he goes, um, I was giving him the, a uh, uh, high level bird's eye view of, of the recent nonsense. And he goes, do you think maybe that CM Punk doesn't want to work for Tony Khan anymore? And I was like, he just came back a fucking year ago. Is it possible that he came back and it wasn't what he wanted? And he just, he's been hurt now twice. And he's just frustrated and he's, he, he thought he wanted to get back into wrestling and he doesn't. Do you think that's possible? What do you think, Steven? I agree with that. I, I think it's everything he, he, I think he wanted to come back and then, like you sort of said, he, he's come back, he's put all these youngsters over. I mean, the young upstart CM Punk winning the, winning the, finally winning the big one of the world title. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, look at all the youngsters that he's that he's beaten. Yeah, it's, it's he beat been, Darby Allen. The, the, he beat the sec- MJF. Yeah, the, the second he started, just oh, he's on his undefeated streak. I was like, why? Why you got this young talent? You want to get this young talent over, and you're just doing the old, the old adage of, um, you know, uh, the the WWE guy coming in ransacking everybody and uh taking over and defeating everybody and oh yeah look at me i'm so i'm so great you know and is that is that a, a story that they were telling over time where he was going to be uh you know the the wdf champion you know coming in to 
fuck up AEW and they were going to have someone, a, a homegrown talent like MJF come back and, and beat him for the soul of AEW or something? Was that a story they were going to tell that isn't going to get told now? I have no idea. Um, that would have been, that would have actually been quite cool. A double, a double turn like that where MJF becomes a face and, and uh, Punk is now the heel. Yeah. Because Punk's better as a heel. He yeah, really he is, yeah. is. Yeah, he is, yeah. And I think there's there's definitely money in an organic MJF babyface run. But I, don't I know. think that's where they're probably getting to eventually. They just go about it in a weird way. Um, like the that, Well, they go about it by taking two years to do it. Like That and like... At the pay-per-view... That was just a letdown anyway, other than the, the, the media scrum. Like, why do they insist on, like, doing, like, extra moves just to, like, do something that should just be a pretty cut and dry? Like, for example, like, if you're, like, playing basketball and you just do, like, an extra spin move or extra dribble, and, the, and you're already past the person. So, like, why are you doing these extra moves? Like... That's AEW sometimes. Like, why do yeah, you have to they, have like the dude that used to like? You remember on like Fox when they used to have like the magic, like revealed things, and it was just like the dude oh, in like the, the gray mask. Why you gotta have him come back to win the title shot, only to reveal himself as MJF? Like, why? I I I think that I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't want to comment on their storylines because I don't know what their storylines are going to be. Like, they take years to develop their storylines. Right. Just like with um, just like with New Japan, like, they can take years to reveal a storyline. So I, I don't know why they brought him back in a fucking mask. And then you have him come out, you know, and, you know out, of, out of all this nonsense, I don't know if you, if you got a chance to watch the the punk stuff, you know, Within all of that nonsense, there there was a a point that was made. You know, when when someone in the crowd had asked Tony, you know, why would you bring back, um, someone like that, like right at the end of Punk winning in Chicago, um, and then Punk gave Tony the most hilarious side eye about it, and you know he said he's like, yeah, you you don't, um. You don't take your top baby face and then you, you bring someone in to kind of cut into that right at the end of it. And that's what led to him throwing, you know, the EVPs under the bus and everything. But it, it makes sense. It's just like the whole pay-per-view was built around Chicago, punk, Chicago, punk. And then at his crowning moment, then you, you have like the masked dude that everyone knows as MJF come out at the, like, why not just have MJF? win it outright in the mat in the latter match to begin with like why have him masked win it and then at the end of your show be like ah it's mjf like this is awkward it's awkward dumb i don't know like people revealing themselves under a mask is it's a thing it's a time-honored tradition it was just MJF's time, I guess. Punk's war. Uh, well, uh, you know, we could talk about like Black Scorpion, or Black Scorpion back in the day in WCW, and in the end, it was just Ric Flair again trying to trying to face off with Sting, like or uh, you know, Cyclope. But I mean, okay, you have me at that. Um, but I'm just saying, I love like, Cyclope. You're not surprising anyone. Is my point. It's just an extra no, thing. That's true. Like well, the minute they said, "Oh, well, the mystery person will be revealed at the pay per view," and then the mystery person comes out masked, wins it. Like, who else was it going to be? No one else from WWE had gotten released at that time, so who else was it, <laughs> it was. It should just be Leo Rush again. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just every time they do one of these battle royals, the Joker is always Leo Rush, and then he like retires after the match, and then they do another one four months later, and he, he retires after that match. That's what we're doing right now with AEW title. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Don't pretend like the WWE title hasn't been hot shotted around though. Not in the past two years, it hasn't. Not in the past two years, it hasn't. But 
Yeah, don't don't pretend like that title hasn't seen, you know, 14 people in two months. Well, yeah. You know, since, speaking of him just being unhappy anywhere he was at, like, for someone that didn't really get a lot of opportunities, supposedly, in WWE, he had a hell of a WWE title run, too, when he was there. 460 days-ish? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, but even that he was yeah. salty about because the only time he was in the main event was when he was wrestling Cena. Yeah. And the rest of his matches were mid, were halfway point through the show. And I know everyone says that the world title match is the main event. That, and you're going on last, and your last match is John Cena. There's your main event. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I don't know, man. I think the whole thing is just fucking toxic as shit. Like, obviously, they're they're saying that the the elite like came in and kicked the door down and fucking started hucking uh furniture around and all sorts of shit and that's when punk uh threw a punch and ace steel started biting motherfuckers like a werewolf and kenny's talking about oh i came in there and i tried to save his dog and <laughs> i should like all sorts of shit like obviously the story's somewhere in the middle but yeah. i just don't fucking care man like Really, if, like I said, if it wasn't for cheering being back in New Japan right now, I'd be so fucking done with wrestling for a while. <laughs> but like that happened at just the right time because between, between like the head of WWE being exposed as a fucking sex pest and AEW's entire roster being fucking toxic from top to bottom and, and another year of New Japan having, you know, no crowds reaction whatsoever. I was, I was just going to be fucking done for a bit, but, um, yeah, luckily, luckily we got to hear people scream cause they need and it felt good. It felt fucking good, man. But, but WWE so good. is good now. So you can, you mm. can take comfort in that. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't matter that we, you know, we got what we wanted. Yes. Where Hunter's in charge now, great. But I can look at it like last year. It's so funny. Last season, at the beginning of last season, I was so down on ice hockey, which I fucking love. But the Montreal Canadiens drafted a kid who was uh, accused of inappropriate behavior, um, like sexual assault basically um, for revenge porn and the Montreal Canadians drafted him in the first round, even though the kid specifically said, I do not want to be drafted. I would like to remove my name from the draft, you know, so that I can work on all these things. They still drafted him anyway. That fucking upset me. Then all the shit with Kyle beach, with the fact that, you know, Kyle beach was a, a, a player on the Chicago Blackhawks and he was sexually assaulted by a coach like while he played in the NHL and the, the team covered it up for fucking years, man, for years, they covered it up and they ruined Kyle beach as a player. And luckily uh, he had the, the courage to come forth and actually talk about it because uh, you know, the, the coaches did nothing. The higher ups, the owners did nothing. The, uh, the rest of the coaching staff did nothing. The players made fun of him for being sexually assaulted by a man. And like just that whole thing going into last season of, of the NHL, I was just like, man, fuck, I don't even know if I want to watch hockey this year. And I, and I ended up watching, I, I watched every game that I could. I listened to every game that I could. And my team won the, the championship. My, my team, the Colorado Avalanche, are reigning defending Stanley Cup champions. And that's fucking fantastic. But I can't help but think that, man, la this time last year, this time last year, I didn't even know if I was going to watch a hockey game at all. Right. Uh, just because of the, the feel-bads that went into it. So when I think about the feel-bads going on in wrestling right now, and yeah, the, the Chicago Blackhawks aren't my team, and the the Montreal Canadiens, I love them with all my heart and soul, but they're not my team. The, you know, AEW is not my team. WWE is not my team. But 
wrestling as a whole right now just seems fucking terrible, man. Everything seems to be awful. And it sucks. I try to be so positive. I try to be so positive about wrestling and stuff like that. I try to be positive about things I love. But man, if it wasn't for those fucking crowds in New Japan right now, being people being able to finally cheer, dude, I'd be real I'd be fucking finding it hard. Finding it real fucking hard, dude. So I just I'm sorry I went on a, a little bit of a rant about things. No, I, I probably mean, brought it, it makes brought sense. the room down again. It makes sense. I, I get it. So my my question uh to both of you, since both are you're kind of Reluctant to uh, make that commitment to the E. What, if anything, would there be to spark you to at least catch a full week's worth of WWE? Like what? What would have to happen, or what would what would that spark need to be to just have you tune in, just to kind of get a little taste? Stephen, go ahead. Uh, for me personally, um, I've sort of already had that spark reignited a little bit. Uh, starting to, the furnace is starting to take hold, sort of thing. Like the, 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 the someone's poured a little bit more gas on the fire each week, sort of thing. Um, I think it was, I mean, with with trips taking over and then watching from afar and seeing how it was going to be going on, and then uh, his interview with Eric Huani the other day, sort of thing, and that the way good. he that was a really good interview and it's sort of like you you sort of think yeah I'm you you you're drawing me back you know um and it is going to be very soon that I'm going to be watching it again every week just to sort of see how we're going to go see if they're going to hurt me again I hope they don't I know they will at some point but that's wrestling I mean we've we've all been through that I mean like that's true you know 90s and then the, the new generation when it sort of went I mean even when uh, Brett as great as he was sort of thing uh, it, the, the business still did that for a while and mm-hmm. then we climbed back up again and then we do that and then we climb back up that's just unfortunate and probably in, more in today's climate where because obviously back even in the Attitude Era and you had the um, not so much um the internet was in his infancy, I suppose. There, so you didn't have your the multiple ways wrestlers and things behind the scenes were, were coming out. Um, so, like, I mean, obviously, I think AEW before they they were they they're trying to be almost like a a a, um, a mishmash of of professional wrestling and also f- fill in some sort of UFC top elements with the media scrums and that sort of thing. And I, I think that's from a new Japan sort of era sort of thing where they, you know, they do their media yep. scrums and, and what have you, which I've seen on YouTube and things like that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, for, for me, I mean, as I said, it's the, the, the fire has been reignited. Um, and uh, hopefully this is only just a little hiccup. I mean, to be brutally honest, I'm more of a Fed guy than I have than I, than I was anything else. Always have been. Um, loved WCW, but was always a Fed man. And I, um, I definitely think if you if you watch Clash of the Castle, start to finish, and to see that crowd. I mean, I granted it's been what thirty plus years since, but like uh, that had yeah. some WrestleMania vibes to it, and. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, from 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 the highlights that I've seen, um, uh, you know, the, the crowd participation. I mean, we we always give good good ovations yep. in here. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's just a shame. I mean, not really a hot take per se, but it's just a shame it wasn't one of the old big four that was here. It was, it was we we always we only seem to get now since obviously since that summer, Sam. We only get. UK only pay-per-views, you know, you one night, uh, one night only is your um, insurrection. Do we have an insurrection here? It wasn't insurrection. It was Capital Carnage. That was it. Um, and obviously Clash at the Castle now. And you get the odd occasional Raw sort of thing. But it, um, if yeah. we have, if we, were, if, if we were to have one of the one of the old big four here, um, it'd be probably the greatest thing ever. Reaction. I mean, from from the sounds of it, it seems like that. 
you know, from what Triple H was saying in that other interview, that like Clash of the Castle might be like it would be nice, like a yearly extravaganza. So yeah. it might kind of carve out its own little niche as like maybe not the one of the original ones, but like a new. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd be great. And it seems like they're really dedicated to getting uh, NXT Europe going. So who knows? And then once they get you, that's why why NXT Europe and not continue with NXT UK. Is it that much of a dead brand? Okay, don't I don't think it's necessarily it a, a dead brand. I just, again, from just what I've heard, is it's just that was part of the plan to begin with, was to kind of extend it further than just NXT UK, but then COVID just jacked that up. So they had to just scale where back. where in where in Europe is wrestling big? I mean, Germany wrestling is kind of big in Germany, but I have no idea. If I'm the, honest, they don't give a shit for wrestling in Spain, like France. They don't really care. Like, who knows though? Maybe it's more of just a branding thing, as opposed to like a literal thing. You know what I mean? Like with the UK, maybe because that's specific locations as opposed to if you just say europe it mm. means it's it's a little more broad it's, it's bigger yeah yeah well they got rid of the most beautiful title they have in the entire fucking federation and that makes me very upset well so whatever for now i mean it's they still might use those belts just just have Braun breaker come down with every belt that he owns yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got he's got this belt he's got that title belt. He's got a fucking. He's got a, a brown belt that he wears with his nice suit. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's got a fucking a calfskin belt that he wears for when he feels really fancy. He's got you know. And then a spiked dog collar. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't think anyone else is going to join us today. That's all right. Also, be on the lookout one. for NXT Japan. That's going to be a thing too. So, oh, he's faceless. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. They're coming for you. Uh huh. (laughs) You just just wait. You just wait. They're going to get Aussie open and they're going to change their names, sadly, to the Bushwhackers or something. (laughs) Bushwhackers. The Bushwhacker experience. Yeah. <laughs> the G'day cunt experience. <laughs> oh, no. 2.0. G'day cunt 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I think maybe we should <laughs> let's go ahead and end it there. We've we've set the world to rights. That's what we needed. Mm-hmm. So, um Shane, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Uh, they can find me right here in the debate dungeon. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some participation. We're just kind of playing around with it, but uh, it's a fun little concept. Might do it again. Might I not. like it. Yeah. I think we should do it again. Definitely. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it every time. Yeah. Uh, and and where else can they find you? King underscore Uncanny, um, which is just a link to uh, just like an old Nickelodeon. Uh, dog set <laughs> that I had as a kid. So, <laughs> oh man, I saw it on Twitter the other day. Someone had uh, had a bunch of uh, X Men pogs from the uh, from the Fox TV series, and they were still they were still in the like cardboard. They hadn't even been punched out yet. Oh, fantastic! Oh, they had X Men Blue and X Men Gold. I was just like, oh god, uh. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Pog's rule. Yep. It's Alf. In Pog form. <laughs> In Pog form. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steven, what do you want to tell the kids? Nothing. <laughs> you said, fuck them kids. Don't. Uh, fuck them kids. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> all, all seven of them kids. Keep your dick in your jeans. Um <laughs> You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at eldestructo83. I'm thinking about changing it from eldestructo83 because fucking 
that weirdo army hammer, like his Instagram was L underscore destructo underscore 86. And he was like finding that so he could like eat women, like not, not in a sexy way. Like he wanted to cannibalize women. Yeah. And I was like, this guy was the Lone Ranger. He was, he almost got casted as Batman. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to eat a woman. What's wrong? And with I don't people? want to be associated with that. So think about changing it. I was thinking Tiger Driver. What do you think about Tiger Driver 83? Mm. I'm feeling that. Dig it. Pearl River Plunge 83. <laughs> <laughs> Send your suggestions to the debate dungeon. Yeah. I, I, Send your suggestions to the debate dungeon. I was still just contemplating changing mine to Shadow Dreams. Shadow Dreams 85. Shadow Dreams. Just never pulled the trigger on it. Shadow Dreams. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that'd be cool as fuck. All right. Well. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we appreciate you. Uh, hopefully, you'll be seeing more of these sort of chats. I really like this. I say we just do it every fucking time, and people can join if they want to. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean... How do I share this? How do I share this on my Facebook feed? I don't know. Can I share it? Or is it just... It's only in the group, isn't it? Probably. We'll find... I, think I it's mean, only just the well, once, it, once it concludes... Because it, it's. I know it's a post right now, but I don't know... If it's like a shareable post, this was. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we were winging it for this first time, but yeah, I like it. And I'm making this face. Hey, I mean, assuming Um, we don't have time constraints, yeah, I'd say do it again. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much for tuning in once again. My name is Curtis. Out there, Stephen. Out there, Shane. And uh, this was Smartdown Live. Mm Mm-hmm. So. We didn't go for three hours, but I wouldn't want to anyway. Well, <clears throat> but we were, I don't know. Oh, I don't know how to wrap up a live show. Okay. Okay. How do we wrap up the live show? Just the same way we do the regular show? I mean, yeah. Why not? It's our thing. We do what we want. All right. Fuck it. Yep. Say goodnight, Shane. Good night, Shane. Peace to all three of us that are still in here. <laughs> it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Sorry.